Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for being here. Tell in the spring break, got folks scattered everywhere, but good to see each of you. It is. So we're continuing this series, Hearing God's Voice. Uh, I've got a couple of more weeks on that. I'll end the end of the month uh, on that, but it's been a great series, a lot of good uh, comments on that. So today, the, simple, the title today is just simple. Steward, you have to steward what, or you got to steward his spoken word. We, you hear the word stewardship or steward a lot with money, with finances, but, but, but it's deeper than that. So much deeper than that. So steward his spoken word. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking down on the written word, the written infallible inspired word of God. There's no question the word of God is the authority. It is the word of God. It is Jesus. It's God. It's, it's everything. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, when it came to me, I ate it. You have to have the word. But I'm telling you, he is speaking all the time. He's speaking, man. The question is, are we hearing it? That's his sheep. Is the sheep hearing it? Because he told the sheep, I'm going to talk to you, sheep. So I'm going to talk to you. But what are you doing what I talked to you about. See, we talk about hearing God a lot, but if you don't get this, mm, if you don't steward it, if you, if you don't steward what God says, what, what, what good is it? What good is it? If he gave you a whole bunch of money and you don't steward it, well, <laughs> you're going to be right back where you started. If you don't change the spending habits, your savings account won't look any different even if you receive the inheritance. I know I'm meddling, but I'm just telling you the truth. So we have to steward his spoken word. When God speaks to you, what do you do with it? When God speaks to you, what do you do with it? Let me give you an example. You're in the house. You begin to worship. The presence of the Lord just falls. His spirit falls. His spirit speaks. And God puts a face in your mind. You see that face. You see that person. He gives you a scripture and says, this week, I want you to deliver that scripture to that person. They will be waiting on it. Monday goes by, and Tuesday goes by, and Wednesday goes by, and Thursday goes by, and Friday goes by. 
Mailman didn't run, mailman didn't run, mailman didn't run. So next Sunday in worship, God says, well, obviously you're not going to do anything with my spoken word. So I'm going to find someone else to give that spoken word to. If God needed to deliver a scripture to someone, could he count on you? You say, well, that's some serious business. Mm Mm-hmm. It's some real serious business. When God wants to give a word to someone, can he count on you? We have to be good steward of what he gives to us. Have to. So I'm going to give you three points today. You say, when have I ever been in church and not got three points? Okay. A couple of weeks from now, I'm going to give you 10. So you better get a good pen. All right. Number one is this. If we're going to, we've got to steward his spoken word. So we have to steward what we hear. I have to steward what you hear. I have to steward what I hear comes with great responsibility for me to steward what I hear. We, 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 we have a term, we have a scripture, I'll just read it to you. Luke 6, 38, we, we use this a lot, we, we know this word very well. It says, give, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, we put into our bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you totally used for finances. I want to share with you two passages. I want you to go to Mark 4 and then to Luke 8. We're going to go to Mark 4 first, then to Luke 8. I want you to get those two passages. I want you to hear the same verbiage. Same verbiage. Go to Mark chapter 4. Look at verse 24 and 25. Talking about steward what you hear. Mark 4, 24. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, does not hear, even what he has will be taken from him. Uh Uh-oh. Now the preacher then went to meddling at the end of spring break. (laughs) Listen, that's how important... That's the emphasis he is putting on what he speaks. What you hear from the Lord is very important. It's a high price. Take heed of what you hear. How many of you know that in the garden there were two voices? Adam and Eve had two voices. Yeah, you can eat that tree. Just eat that tree. You should eat from that tree. Other voice said, I wouldn't be eating that tree. I just wouldn't be eating that tree. There are two voices all the time. You may have been in a situation where a sporting event did not end 
when it needed to end, so you had to go to church, but in the midst of church, you did not want to miss that game, so you took another means to listen to the game while another voice was speaking in that same room. I did that once. My timing's not usually this good, but me and a buddy were watching a sporting event during Sunday night church because it wasn't over, and we scored. We both said amen. The guy next to us said amen, not about our amen, but about what we should have been listening to. And he looked at us, and we looked at him, and we were like, yeah, we, yeah, you would, mm, you would, mm, that's good, that's good. That is not the same voice. I was listening to a sporting event. He was listening to the Holy Spirit through the pastor. Totally different amens, okay? There's different voices out there, okay, that you can hear. If you're married, you've been here. Let's just say your wife works at home, and you work outside the home, You come home and you say, when will dinner be ready? Probably not really a good topic early when you arrive. When will dinner be ready? She is just in the kitchen getting, doing her thing. She hears your words. They don't sound like that to her because the enemy... Satan is called the prince of the air, okay? He says to her, did you hear what he just said? I heard what he said. Well, you just tell him, dinner be ready when it's ready. Dinner be ready when it's ready. He's over here. He says, prince of the air said, you hear what she said to you? I heard what she said to me. She said, you want your dinner? Fix it yourself. I'm just telling you right now, that bed's very uncomfortable tonight because them voices are not the same, all right? Now, don't you guys go, honey, you say something to your honey, you go, that wasn't me, honey, that was, that was the enemy talking. No, that was you, dude. Don't try to pass this off on the enemy, all right? But, but, but the voices, be, you got to be careful what you hear. You got to be a good steward of what you hear, The Father is speaking. He said he will speak. He speaks all the time. It is our responsibility to steward well what we hear. You got to steward what you hear. Number two, you got to steward how you hear. Look at Luke 8. You got to steward how you hear. He uses the same kind of verbiage here in Luke 8, 18. Therefore, Luke 8, 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. People say, Pastor, I, I just want to hear the big words from God. I'm ready for God to, to speak the big words to me. I, I'm ready. Just got, I, I'm, I'm waiting on God to give me the big words. 
The question's not what you're waiting for. Big words from God. The question is, what are you doing with the little words he's given you? He who's faithful with little will be entrusted with much. If you can't handle the little words, why would he want to give you big word? There's a little fumble and a big fumble. It's not your name on the line. It's Jesus. People want the big stuff, but they don't want to be faithful with the little stuff. If God entrusted you with delivering a scripture to someone, could you deliver it? No, I'm busy waiting on the big word. Well, maybe he wants to give you an assignment that's small first so you can learn to walk, run, sprint, and jet later. But if you can't even get out of the blocks, chances are you won't win the hundred. Faithful and faithful, faithful with how you hear it and what you do with it. Sometimes uh, what happens to us on how we hear it is we, we get a little bit too big for our britches and we get a little prideful and proud of where we are. And in James, um, there's, a, there's some instructions in James about, about this. I want you to go to James chapter 4. James 4, look at verse 6 and 7. James 4, 6 and 7. But he gives more grace. Oh, I'm, sign me up. Sign me up. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's two resists there. One, God resisting the proud. The other, you resisting the devil. Let's just say that... <laughs> This thing called kingdom, this, this thing called church in the kingdom. See, Jesus left the kingdom to us. Sometimes that's flat crazy. Sometimes that's beautiful. But God left the kingdom to us. So he gave us spiritual gifts. He gave us the power through the Holy Spirit. He gave us relationship with Jesus. He gave us gifts and talents that we use to magnify him. But, but we got to be careful that we keep them in, in the right order. Because sometimes... How we do it, how we receive it, and what we do kind of gets bigger. And we get proud. We get prideful. We don't need him like we did. So we ask us early to do something, and we say, well, God, I can't do that. That scares me to death. I, I can't do that assignment. I don't know how to do that assignment. I can't do that. God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to breathe, breathe. You can do this. Jesus is going to give you the football, and you're going to run with it. But all you got to do is stay right behind Jesus. Okay, but I'm scared. You can do this. So you're asked to teach. And you're like, I can't teach. But Jesus says you can teach. You got to stay behind me. So he gives you the ball. And here you are. And Jesus is in front of you. And you stay right behind Jesus. And you're like, Whew. and Jesus is like, boom, 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 boom. He's just knocking obstacles and things out of the way. And you're gone. Then he ups the ante. You teach it a couple times a week. 
He said, oh, I'm still scared. Well, you can do this. Just do what you did last time. Take the ball, stay behind Jesus. I'll take care of it. Boom, boom, boom. He knocks him out of the way. He gets to the end zone. He shows the end zone. Touchdown. You step across, touchdown. Crown goes wild. You spike the ball, do your little dance. Woohoo! look at me, look at me, look at me. And then he ups the ante. And you get more opportunities and more opportunities and more opportunities. Then before long, they ask you to do something. You're like, oh, I got this. I got it. And no sweat. No sweat. I got this. And Jesus like, uh, remember, you got you to stay behind me. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I've done this before. You're probably lucky to have me, <laughs> aren't you? You're you, you lucky to have me. I got this. I tell you what, Jesus, I got this. I know you're tired. You're doing this. You, won't you, you sit in the stands and you watch me. I'm good. I learned everything I know from you. And when I get to the end zone, I score, I spike the ball, God be the glory. God be the glory. But I want you to understand something. Resist the proud. You know what resist means? It means to play on the opposing team. So Jesus is not going to go sit in the stands. You know what Jesus does? You got the ball? Oh, you sit this one out, Jesus. Oh, you want me to sit this one out? Okay. Come on. Bring, bring it. Let's see, let's see if you get to the end zone without me. He's not going to sit in the stands. He's going to play on the opposing team. You know what he's going to do to you? He's going to tackle you. You know why he's going to tackle you? Because Jesus tackles with love. And he's going to tackle you before Satan tackles you. Because you got too big for your britches. You're too proud. Be careful how you hear it. Remember, you stay behind Jesus, he got you. You ever think you don't need him? You get prideful? You better hope he tackles you before the enemy tackles you. Many, many, many have tried on his own. Didn't work. Third thing is this. You have to heed what you hear. In Mark 8 and Luke 8, you hear the word heed. You have to heed what you hear. Heed what you hear. Heed in the verb means this. Pay attention to. Take notice of. In the noun, careful attention. You have to heed what you hear. You have to pay attention to what you hear. You have to take notice of what you hear. You have to be careful with what you hear. I want you to go to Jonah. Go to Jonah. I know you can look that up in the front of your Bible. Mine's on 8.13, by the way. I don't know your translation. But, but go to Jonah. I want you to look at Jonah, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Jonah 1, 2 and 3. In the, in the beginning there, in verse 1, he says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Okay, look at, look at two. Arise, Jonah, and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Mm. If you have your Bible, will you please underline that? He went down to Joppa, 
found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, went down into the boat to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord. Heed what you hear. Let me say this to you. When you don't obey the word spoken to you from the Lord, when you don't obey that, you, you flee, the, you leave the presence of the Lord. You leave it. You're in his presence. He speaks to you. He, he tells you something. You don't do it and his presence backs off. You say, no, it does not. Um, yeah, I think it does. That's what it says in the Bible. God spoke to Jonah by voice. Jonah didn't listen. Or he listened, but he ran. So then God spoke to Jonah by circumstances. Have you ever been in a place where you didn't hear God? You ever been in a season where you didn't hear God? I have been in those seasons. Every one of us has been in those seasons. Well, I didn't hear God. If you're in a season where you haven't, or you're not hearing God, I want you to go back to the last place you heard God and ask this question, did I obey? You say, wow, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. God spoke to Jonah. He heard it, but he fleed. He fled. He, did, he left. In this text... God did not speak to Jonah again until Jonah repented. It's true. That's what it says. See, we hardly ever use the word repented even in church anymore. Okay? Repent means simply to change course, change your mind. If you're going this way, which is disobeying God, uh, or if you disobeyed God, and, and you repent, you say, God, I'm sorry. I, you, you spoke, I heard you, you gave me a word, and I, I didn't do it. So I'm sorry, I didn't do that. I'm sorry. I, you gave me an assignment, came with responsibility, you, you spoke, I'm sorry. I, I repent, I repent, and I come back. So God, I, I'm asking you to speak to me again, because I'm, I'm going to handle it better. I, I do want you to speak. I know, you did speak, <laughs> but I want you to speak again. Because I want to hear you. I don't want to continue to hear you because I want to be a good steward of what I hear. I want to, I want to handle it well. I want, to, I want to sow it well. There's absolutely, outside of my wife, usually no one that knows my text for each Sunday. Sometimes Pax and I talk about it. Sometimes he just picks songs that just fit. It's, just, it's pretty cool. Holy Spirit kind of does that, you know. So I'm down here right before service, 
And Big Daniel Powell, where's Daniel at? I don't know how I miss you. Big Daniel Powell comes down. He says, Pastor, I'm sorry. You just need to know I'm sorry. God told me, I spoke to me this week, said to call you and encourage you. I didn't get it done. So I want you to know I'm sorry. But I appreciate you and I love you. And then he went back to worship. <laughs> you know what that is? Daniel, Daniel Powell got a heart. Mm. If I could take Daniel Powell's heart and transplant it in every person I've ever met in my whole entire life, this would be a sweet place to live. Sweet world. He got great heart, man. Great heart. Love that big dude, man. See, before he ever brings worship, he repents of not doing the thing God asked him to do this week. I'm going to tell you what his worship was like today. Powerful. Because God is all in the repentance. Because he's all in the restoring and forgiving and making new. And see, what we don't do is we just think missing God and disobeying God. Ain't no big deal. God can get over it. It's high time God has to stop getting over stuff. It's high time we as the church starts repenting of stuff when we miss God. We act like it's no big deal. Oh, I don't care if I disobey God. I'll do it next week. You may not even get a chance next week to do anything for God because he may not even ask you to do anything. Because he says in his word, what you hear, steward well. Because when you steward what you hear well, I will speak more to you. But if you don't steward well what I speak, I might not speak anymore. Or what I've already spoken, hmm, I might just take it away. God allowed the circumstances in Jonah's life to squeeze down on him until he repented of not hearing or not obeying God's voice. There may be some of you today that your circumstances are squeezing you because you've not obeyed his word. Let me say this to you. Why would God speak a new word to you if you didn't do the previous word? Are you giving your teenager an assignment when he fumbled the last assignment? <laughs> Dude, seriously? You, you, I asked you to take the trash out. You can't take the trash out. Now you want to drive my Denali? I don't think so. When you can take the trash out on Tuesdays and Fridays, we can talk about the truck. But if you can't tie your shoes, I don't need to teach you how to run. What I'm saying is, we want God to speak, but we got to understand when God speaks, it comes with great responsibility. Are we stewarding what he speaks to us well? Because if we are, more will be given. If we steward the money he gives us, well, won't he entrust us with more? Yes. 
If God, if God wants to speak something new to you, he really wants to know that you're going to do it. Because if he wants to deliver a scripture to somebody, can he count on you to do it? Because if you can deliver the scripture, then he'll speak even greater things to you. The word in Mark is simple. Steward what you hear. Heed what you hear. If we heed it, if we steward it well, he will speak more. There's not a person in here who doesn't want God to speak to us. But when he speaks to you, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'm going to ask you to stay in church. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. If you're on the uh, altar team, ministry team this morning, if you'll come take your spot. So before I started preaching, I said, God, I, I pray that you will speak to your kids, your church. Your children are listening. God's a faithful God. He's a good God. He likes to talk to his kids. So I know that through the Holy Spirit of God, he spoke this morning. Question is, what did the Holy Spirit say to you this morning through the message? Are you stewarding his spoken word well? If you are, he's going to steward more to you. If you haven't stewarded well, repent of that and say, God, you spoke this word to me, but I didn't do it. So I'm sorry, and I'm going to repent of that, ask you to forgive me, and I'm asking you to speak more because I'm, my ears are open. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This morning... You simply do as the Holy Spirit leads today, okay? If you need prayer, you come. If you've been here a while and this is your church home and you're ready to make that official, we had a family join in the first service, you come and join. Be a part of the church. But you do whatever the Spirit leads. Whatever the Spirit spoke today, you do. Obey that word today. Father, we love you. And God, we love your written word. We adore your written word. When your words came to me, I ate them, says in Jeremiah. But God, your spoken word is just as important. And God, I pray that we would always be a people that steward the spoken word well so that we might be entrusted with more words from you. So God, I pray that your spirit has spoken and that God, that we would obey your word today for your glory and your glory only. In Christ's name, amen. As we worship, if you need to come, you come this morning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.